It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The best lined up presents. The Dark Sheet. Welcome to another instalment of The Dark Sheet, the weekly supplement brought to you by the good folk at Wrestling Daft. No, do not adjust your speakers. Chris Jack does not have a nasty cold. I, Stephen Roach, the man with the unpronounceable name, I'm guest editing this week's instalment as we thought it was time to mix things up. Well, if Kevin Owens can get traded to SmackDown, surely then we can have a change up in our setup, at least temporarily. With me this week, as always, Lewis McNaughton. Lewis, I hope you're, uh, hope you're keeping well, pal, and I hope you're well sheltered f- uh, for the incoming Storm Babbitt. How are you? Oh, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Only, only travelling I'll do, to be fair, is to work, but hopefully there's a tree on the road or something that makes me ask. Can I come in today, lads? But other than that, good. I've had... Quite a busy week. I'll, I'll quickly throw this on to you. Quick question. Have you ever gone to an event or turned up to an event with no ticket, just purely under the hope that you got one when you were there? No, but every time I go, go out to do stand-up, the bouncer's always uh, asking, uh, ticket please, is it on? I'm one of the act. And says, <laughs> you're fucking joking, aren't you? <laughs> well, I went to... Um, I don't know if you've listened to country music at all, but um, I went to the Luke Combs concert in Glasgow on um, Monday was it um, and I had no ticket when I was going and I was like I just went completely by myself I was like rogue oh, and I'm just going to go to this because it was sold out I was wanting to go for a while but it was sold out so I just went into the box office and went can I get um, can I get a ticket and she went oh, the last the last two three ones just went to the lasses in front of you so I just stood there of course it's always to the lasses hovered around for like 10 minutes the, as uh, <laughs> Hovered around for 10 minutes and then I went, when's the best time for me to come back and see if there is one? And then just, just before the show started, she went, I'll look one more time. And she went, I've got one, one ticket here. It's £60 and it's fifth row. I went, I'm in. Jesus. Jesus. Never slapped £60 down the table quicker, but I was just thrown out there just in case she was as fucking daft as me and didn't get in until the last second. I'm going to show my age here. Who's Luke Combe? He's a country singer. Like, one of the big ah. ones from America. Um, nice. I'm surprised he's not done like a national anthem or something at WrestleMania or that. But oh, it's uh, coming. Big, It'll b- definitely be coming. He's, uh, well, big, he's, he's yeah, a big, big American country star, yeah. And uh, tremendous night. Got two pissed, you like, but as well as. Well, you heard here first. Luke Combe will be doing the national anthem at the next WrestleMania. Watch okay. this space. Um, now facing a temporary demotion this week is Chris Jack. Chris, it must feel strange being in the blue corner this evening. How are you? I'm not too bad at all, Steve. First, first time, long time. Is that that's what they say, isn't it? You know, when when folk come on as a guest, when they've <laughs> been like, been uh, on the peripheries for a while. But I, I just thought Aye. this week, why 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 not uh, mix things up a wee bit, see what, what you guys present our chops are like over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but I'm ready and there to go. I've got a, a 
Uh, I've got a lot to get off my chest as a as a oh. <laughs> as a as a guy once said. But just on your ticket thing there, Lewis. Uh, earlier in the year, I was down in Cork, Cork City, uh, down mm. in the, the South Ireland, and uh, for the work thing. And I, ended, I went to this pub just on my own, just like yourself, you know, roaming the streets of a, a foreign city, not knowing what was on. And it turned out Fern Brady uh, was playing in the upstairs Ooh. bit of this pub, but it was a sellout. So I just kind of hung about and hung about, and they managed to sneak me in at the very back uh, for <laughs> the, uh, the place was at capacity. There was there was no room uh, like move at all in the place, uh, so I was pretty much standing in the fire exit as a fire hazard. <laughs> uh, but that was uh, that was probably the last time that or the, one of the only times that I've managed to blag a, a free last minute ticket. is key, though, isn't it? That's it. That's it. And also, if, if there's any of in Northern Ireland listening. Uh, that is uh, a, a fan or that's slightly interested in Mike Skinner and the streets I have a spare ticket for that this coming Sunday night so if you want to be my pal uh, for the, the Telegraph building on Sunday I've got a free ticket to uh, to see a, a man in his, his mid-40s uh, still cut about as if he's in his mid-20s it's CM Bunkle is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's pretty much me. I'm I'm in my mid thirties. I still act like a fucking teenager. Yeah, we're, we're all in that stage of wrestling development, aren't we? Of course, we're, we're, we're wrestling fans. We're wrestling fans. Of course, we're, we're, we're started. Yeah, we, we, shows why we're going to so many things by ourselves as well. We're wrestling fans. Exactly. I think pretty, pretty much every wrestling show I've ever been to is by myself. I've got. I just drag pals along. Eh, like I, I almost. I bought two tickets for the WWE live show, eh? and I just said to my pal, I "Was like, please come." He went, "Ah, maybe." And then got near the near the time, maybe a few weeks. Ago, he was like, "No." And then just the other day, I went, "I'll give you it for twenty five quid." I paid seventy five quid. Just give me a wee bit of money and come along. He went, "Fuck it." Why not? So, I drag. I drag my, my my missus to two wrestling shows, and I think it was the most miserable four hours of her life. Eh, eh, both times, I took her. Oh, come on. Eh? You just need to get her up. Just, just exactly. need to get up to speed with the storylines. Tell her she's yeah. going to see some see some oiled up men with, with great abs. Yep. There, there you go. That's what. I, well, that's the selling point. I tell us, like, <laughs> you're, you're about to see buff guys half naked. Yeah. So, what's it to complain about? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, we usually go in with an icebreaker. Um, so I thought since it's October, things are getting spooky. Uh, people are putting up their Halloween decorations Starbucks are selling their pumpkin spice lattes and spiders are crawling all up and down every wall and every household up and down the country so I thought it'd be worth asking with Halloween on the horizon what's your favourite scary wrestler? Uh, I would oh, say purely nice. because my mum painted his face on a bin bag for me to go to a boys brigade Halloween party when I was about nine year old uh, Papa Shango Papa Shango it was just, you know, at that time, you know, well, I, I'd been about, in fact, I was probably more seven or eight, because that'd have been, what, about 92, 93. Uh, just the, the whole skeleton face mask gimmick or face paint gimmick, uh, making Ultimate Warrior spew up stuff and just being generally quite creepy to be watching as, a, as somebody under 10. Uh, Papa Shango uh, literally and not figuratively uh, put the willies at me. <laughs> was, he, was he five minutes late in doing it? Like it wasn't WrestleMania eight. I probably not, probably not. But I just, I just have vivid memories of my mum staying up late on a Tuesday night with a, a big cardboard box she'd got for the the shop across the road, uh, painting 
putting all the spooky stuff on it and then just basically putting me in a bin bag and then putting the box over me with his face painted <laughs> on it. And Lewis, what about yourself? Who's your favourite scary wrestler? I'll go for I'll go for one. I'll give you two. I'll give you one fifteen year ago, sixteen year ago, and then one from maybe nearer now. But the first ever time I proper shit myself when I was watching wrestling must have been like two thousand and five, two thousand six SmackDown. Um, the Boogeyman. Any time he mm. came on the screen, I just I put the cover because I must have been here. Here's the the weekly uh, <laughs> reminder <laughs> that I'm tw- twenty years younger than. Uh, I'm joking about 10 years younger than you um, is I was about I don't know what was I 8, 9 9 years old or something and I would just have to cover my eyes every time the Boogeyman came out it was brutal honestly um, but nowadays probably my favourite scary wrestler I get scared every time I watch them in the ring is probably Nia Jax just in case <laughs> Scared you know, for, I was, I, scared for that everyone's was actually going to be my safety. Was it? <laughs> scared for everyone's like, health. Not so much. Like every time you see her pick up another wrestler, you're going, Seriously. oh, Jesus. Covering Christ, your eyes. It's going to happen to your eye. But uh, now she's back, I get to shit myself every Monday night on Raw again. Did you yeah, see that? She said it now. She's going to intentionally, she goes out saying she's going to hurt the roster. I think that's just a selling point. So when she actually right, does, right. they should get away with it. I said, I did I, what I, I said. It gets the it gets the dirt sheets talking as well, doesn't it? Did you right. see the the clip yeah, over last week where uh, they killed Rodriguez's face imprinted on her her midriff? They, they killed Rodriguez, had her up for a power bomb. So like Nia Jax's, I, I don't want to say gut gut sounds awful, but her gut <laughs> was like right in uh, they killed Rodriguez's face, and after she slammed her, uh, the her makeup was imprinted on her gear <laughs> on her belly. <laughs> Tremendous. So that, that, that's, that's, commitment, that's commitment to the bit, isn't it? That's commitment to the bit. Well, well my favourite scary. Well, he's not. He wasn't a wrestler, but um, the manager of Kai because I have chubby, never chubby. been able to get. I chubby chubby your peepee peepee. Pee, pee, I've pee, never pee. got that out of my head. That has traumatised me since the age of ten. Like, oh my god, a, a man actually threatened to chop another man's dick off in on live national television. Um, and it's Wild. and it's just you know the. The fear of uh, of knowing another man wanted to do that to another man. That must have been anyway. like two thousand and one or something. Was it two thousand? Maybe. No, like it was ninety. Before that. Oh no, it was, it was right at the start of the attitude there. That was ninety eight. So I'd have been nine. I remember that was one of the first. No. Um, one of the first things I'd ever seen because I used to come in from. This is really like probably doesn't make any sense to why I was watching this after, but I'd always come in from Sunday school when I was maybe like three or four. Um, and I'd watch Smackdown <laughs> so I'd just come I'd just come back from uh, fucking hailing Jesus Christ and that and then I would watch pretty just after Attitude Era WWE and oh. I remember the Funaki being on it all the time eh? and I would be just like a three, three four old year old chairs going indeed indeed, indeed. <laughs> oh that was those were the days man I will what time oh. Let's get down to business here. Um, we'll start with our front pages, as always. Uh, no hanging about here, Lewis. I'm going to come to you first. What's your pitch for a headline this week? Um, I'm going to I'm going to talk about something that's been a long time coming, and everyone's sort of fantasy booking and what everyone wants. Everyone maybe a loose term, but I, f- I think we're finally getting LA Knight's shot at Roman Reigns away. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen SmackDown, but yeah. It's. 
I don't know how it's going to go. Is it just going to be? Is it going to be another one of those Sami Zayn in his hometown? You think he's going to win? He doesn't. Uh, Drew McIntyre, he's going to win in the UK. No, he doesn't. It's going to be Cody Rhodes winning at WrestleMania 39. No, he doesn't. Is this just going to be the the quarterly instalment of Roman Reigns ruining our fucking dreams? Or do you reckon that I know Cody's pitched in and all this and that, but do you reckon there's any hope that he does anything here or I think no, because as much as as enjoyable LA Knight is, as over as with the crowd and as red hot he is, I don't think he's the guy they want front and centre. I think they appreciate mm. his talents. I think they they know they've got uh, a marketable commodity there that the fans really love but ultimately no I don't think in the current climate he's the man they want front and centre they don't see him as a Roman or a Seth he's more along the lines of a Drew or a Miz mm-hmm. uh, or a or a Seamus a guy that, uh, that knows how to warm up a crowd with the mm-hmm. mic and uh, knows how to talk well in, in the press but Ultimately, not the guy we want as our number one. It's a shame because you would, you know, it's great to see this guy that's kind of been a, a journeyman his whole mm. career, and you know, hit, hit his forties and probably think, well, that's it, the chances of ever coming again. And then all of a sudden, he gets the big chance, and he, um, you know, and he take and he takes full grasp of it, and you know, and, and they're giving him his just rewards for it. But I don't see it happening. I still think long term it's going to be Cody. Uh, Chris, I, what's your opinion on that? I, I agree. You know, Cody needs to finish the story. The if uh, finishing the story was getting the tag team belts, then you know, story wasn't a very long chapter, or that chapter wasn't very long in the story. Uh, so I still think 100 percent it's going to be be Cody that will be the the man to to dethrone uh, Roman. But that's not to say they can't have some fun with LA Knight. Uh, the just the, the absolute confidence and bravado that. That LA Knight showed in the kind of the face-off with Roman uh, mm. at the start of SmackDown the other night. There, it just he just looked like a star. You know, he wasn't Aye. phased by it. You know, you sometimes see uh, guys getting getting put into these you know face-to-face promos with Roman, and they they, they stumble and fall over the words, and they maybe don't look as imposing as as what Roman does. But for me, you know, LA Knight, you know, he, he grabbed the bull by the horns. Yep. Having John Cena in his corner, you know, was a was a big factor in it as well, and I, I liked, I liked that sort of not not passing the torch, but the intro that Cena gave him, Cena saying, you know that, yeah, I'll acknowledge you, Roman, uh, but I'm not here to fight you, but I know someone who, uh, but I'm not here to fight you because I don't deserve it, uh, mm. but someone who does deserve it's like here, and then the night came out, uh, and also just the way that that whole bit was shot, <clears throat> uh, the the framing of seeing Roman. Uh, in the, the really really thick sunglasses that Ellie Knight was wearing that was good uh, it, it was really good the way, the way no, that, and I, I noticed that way with Raw as well they had there were certain cameras or certain spots or certain uh, visuals set up to make everything look cracking um, uh, and the, just just that that kind of way and you know even you know if you look at it from the uh, from another point of view you know that Roman was firmly in LA Night sights. I suppose mm-hmm. you know when you look at it that way, uh, just it, it built that up. But uh, I, I still don't think he's going to be the one to 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 
knock the, the tribal chief from yeah, I've seen a funny thing I've seen a funny thing in um, on Twitter as well it was like that image you know that image of like you said of Roman and his glasses it was just like the, the, the tweet was take your glasses off um so we can actually see what you're looking at, and it was just Rhea Ripley's arse in the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Game's a game, fair play." Oh, but yep. no, it's, uh, the the way they're doing these visuals and that's good. You can see the little sort of nuances they're they're doing with it as well. It's it, it's like they've hired a new another writer just to sort of add those fine points. Mm. Just say, "Why don't you add that? Why don't you do that?" Yeah, like the, 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 the one in law that I was thinking of was the. And the Ricochet v Nakamura match, uh, when Ricochet did the shooting star press off the, the entrance way, mm. but and there was, there was like they had about like nine different angles, but there was one shot. There was a cameraman was set up right below it, so you saw every rotation, you saw every movement of Ricochet going for it. And it was like that's that's money, it's absolute money mm. in the production on that. You know, especially at a time when. AEW are getting ragged on for like the the size of the crowds and stuff. That yeah. shot showed just you know how how and all, all those series of shots just showed how how impressive it can look when you do have a full a full arena uh, and mm-hmm. the, the the actions that you get from it. So, so I really really enjoyed that. Shot you've done, with Chris. I hope they put that in a t shirt because that that was iconic. Mm. Um, but yeah, to the point. I think. I'll, I've said this before about LA Knight I don't think you need a, a world title run to be over he's one of those guys that can be a, a star without a, a belt he's, he reminds me of guys like your your Roddy Pipers and your Mr Perfect guys that never got the big world title run but it didn't matter mm. they, their character alone made them big big stars and they were they were never out the, the main event scene or at least the, the upper mid card scene so I, I don't think he really needs it, and he's he's clearly won the mo- won WWE management over with his uh, with the work he's doing. So I think he's going to be fine in the long term anyway. I think with that as uh, well, but, though, there's a there's there's a part where see with Roddy Piper and everything. There was, it was like the writers and all that back then would would have all these sort of like side quests and that they could do that weren't the world title. But uh-huh. a lot of the stuff nowadays is kind of you beat the Miz. And then you beat the next guy, and then you beat sort of Roman's sort of little henchman, and then you're at Roman. There, there's it's a bit harder nowadays. I I think for LA Knight for the next two years, just like what's he gonna do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like more orientated, sort of mission wise, rather than these true, those, side those, quests. Can't right, get away with those, as much nowadays, eh? Uh, you you do you do think? Well, what's the, if he doesn't if he doesn't win the title? What's where's the longevity then? But you say that about everyone now. It's I'm, well, I'm questioning it now about Drew McIntyre. I yes, I know he's getting that title shot with Seth in Saudi yeah. Arabia, but I think it's just to set up Damien Priest cashing in. I think mm. that's the only reason he's he's there because he was never a guy who's going to going to get it. But look, we'll keep it positive. You know, it's great to see that uh, LA Knight is getting mm. his big uh, his, his big title match with uh, with with Roman, and I'm sure that'll be a great match as well. Um, so very good pick there uh, Lewis uh, Chris what have you got for us this week for a headline uh, yep so I am going to stick with the, the Fed and I'm going to go with uh, Nick Aldis uh, being unveiled as the new Smackdown general manager uh, it was, I, I, I liked how both Smackdown and Law had their season premiere because both episodes this week seem to feel bigger and bolder 
uh, and you know, just in their presentations, they say the camera shots and whatnot, and having the, uh, the, the introduction of Aldis as an authority figure, uh, I think is a is a, a shrewd move because he's he's been buzzing about the, the WWE for the wee while. There's been talk of him coming in and, and doing stuff. Uh, what I thought was quite interesting was how, although it was you know part of a big segment and the Triple H doing it, there wasn't a lot of fanfare about it. You know, he didn't come out through the from backstage. He didn't come out to a big entrance with music Did, or anything like that. I know he, just, he was just there. I, <laughs> he just came out kind of through the crowd. And you could tell from the reaction of the crowd that a good portion of them didn't have a clue who he was. Like, they, they had no idea who he was. I think, you know, if it had been, you know, a Regal or a Mick Foley or something like that, you know, they, they'd get the full treatment. But... Because nobody really knows, you know, the the mainstream WWE fan or the casual WWE fan will have no idea about what he's done in the NWA. They won't know about his his, his time in TNA. They'll, they'll not care that it was a gladiator. You know, he's. I get the impression, Chris. It was it was a much bigger deal here in our country because because mm. he's much better known here. He, remember, he was a he was part of that gladiator cast. Uh, had the revival in the mid two thousands. He was Impact Champion here, I think. Did they not do Big Brother or something? I seem to remember that, for some weird reason, or something uh, like Big Brother. I, I can't remember, I don't, I don't think so. But I'm sure I remember he was on a reality TV show, but anyway, it, it, I know he had a column in the sun, sun for a while, didn't mm. he? Aye, I think aye, he did, sure. did, did something there. But the, aye, just, so he, I think, I think the, the introduction of him as that authority figure, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a good role for him. And, you know, maybe down the line it will transition into an in-ring thing for them. You know, maybe a, a Royal Rumble appearance, that kind of thing. And Aye. the getting himself over really quickly with the, the Dominic Mysterio bit. Uh, the that, that was that. a brilliant line. That uh, was a brilliant, brilliant line, man. Yep, just, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of your dads. Just absolutely set the tone for them. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm excited to see where, the, where that's going to go. And obviously with them bringing Kevin Owens to SmackDown uh, as, as you know, his first first role, or his, his first mm-hmm. uh, thing to do in the job uh, as part of like, the Cody Exchange and, and everything like that. I, th- I thought that was really well done. And even the, the way that KO came out, you know, we're, we're so used to seeing them coming out in their branded colours, uh, when they when they jump ship, so I liked the the, the blue uh, KO the the blue tape mm-hmm. uh, on on Kevin's shop and the the wee look to see is like I'm coming out, but where's Sammy? I, I liked it. I liked that. I think the cameras just about caught it, uh, but it was a, it was a nice touch. And then again, I'm interested to see what they we, we do with him if he's going to get embroiled in the bloodline stuff, uh, or if he's uh, or, or where the you know, if he's going to go back to the US title scene, all that kind of stuff, it's, it's really interesting to see the, the direction that Kevin's going to go in. Stay babyface or drink? There's a heel turn here. Uh, I think, you know, SmackDown, again, it's only recently that I've got back into watching it, but it's quite heavy with the heels. And I think having uh, having something like Owens that, that, that can be seen as a proper babyface I think it could be a good thing because you know he's he's done a lot of good work as a as a face this year with his anger management and stuff, and he can still be in that kind of tweener role as well. So I'd keep it, I'd keep him as a baby face just now. But if they end up leading to uh, Sammy against KO, 
uh, match, you know, whether it's at WrestleMania or SummerSlam next year, it'll be interesting to see how the turn happens. That'll be, a, will that be a first time ever. Okay, no, <laughs> 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 a million, man. They've had one at oh. WrestleMania, I'm sure, haven't they? Yeah, they did Aye. one at WrestleMania. Um, Aye, that was that was Logan Paul. Yeah, I did. Aye, so even though they've maybe faced each other a few times, it'd be good seeing. Give them like, give them half an hour at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Give them, mm. or SummerSlam or something, because we got undersold with the AJ Nakamura sort of dream match and everything. Um, and they've done that a couple of times. It's just like he, the expectations are so high for some people like that. I, I, that I remember seeing this on one of the other pods we did when DL was on it. Um, I still want me to do the 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 dream ending or Kev winning the WWE title and Sammy winning the world Aye. and then having them both together and uh, and at Philadelphia as well the home indie wrestling two of the indie darlings doing that together that would be so poignant and beautiful it won't happen of course we know Cody's but night percent sure it's Cody dethroning Roman um, but you know that, that would have been really nice I mean mm-hmm. uh, on, on a, as you've seen about Nick Aldis uh, or Lewis I'll come to Houston this one Aldis being the Smackdown GM and uh, Adam what's his name again Pierce. Adam Pierce I, uh, he being the Roy GM do you think we're returning to the days of the kind of authority thing or do you think it's going to be back in the days when it was Stephanie McMahon in charge of Smackdown and Eric Bischoff in charge of, of Raw Stephanie was very much babyface Bischoff was very much heel do you think we're going to see that kind of dynamic I I like it I, I really like it when it's sort of the proper brand supremacy throughout the year and that as well like mention the other show you know what I mean mention if they if they've had a shite week or something eh, just be like carnage that's going on over right. at Raw we've had a brilliant week this is happening like build the whole sort of year up to Survivor Series as well Obviously, just under the back burner, on the back burners, but just have a little level of animosity. So having one as a heel and one of a fa- as a face sort of makes that show a little bit more um, sort of valuable and a little bit more sort of like a bit more about it rather than just this two people that come out. Because all, all we've heard with Adam Pearce really... Like, he's done a good job and everything, but a lot of this stuff has just been coming out and breaking up fights and stuff. You know what I mean? A lot of the time, break up this and giving a reason for these things to happen, but give them a reason to be there as well. Why is it Nick Aldis? You know what I mean? It's not just, you don't just want that authority figure to be there to, Nia Jax is fighting Shayna Baszler or why? Okay, all right, get Adam Pearson and say he's made the match. You know what I mean? Mm. Give them sort of storylines within as well. Um... To give them reason to be there as well because I'm sure Nick Aldis can still go as a heel be brilliant to see him just like pissing on someone for the whole year but for a reason you know what I mean like someone just pissed him off the whole year right we're going to have a fight now um, or Adam Pierce because Adam Pierce can probably still go as well you know what I mean maybe it even ends with I know maybe it even ends with a Pierce Aldis match at some point something, something just yeah. to have a reason for them being there um, I'd, I'd quite like good. it if uh, if Aldis brought in Spud as he's uh, as he's number two or something like that because yeah. like he's he's still there in creative, isn't he? Uh, I'm sure he is. Yeah, he's, he's still there. Do, do Drake Maverick, whatever he, he is. Be, yeah, he, he can be a 
bring a bit of the co- uh, the kind of comedy relief kind of thing. Aye, mm-hmm. aye, I think that'd be mm-hmm. quite good. Aye, I think just on Nicole, just I think it's just great to see him in WWE. Finally, I, it's baffled me as to how he never got signed previously because he's got everything they ever wanted. You know, big yeah. guy, great look, great talker, um, really good at being a, a heel can go in the ring. You know, he had every box that. Uh, that they wanted ticked it always baffled me that he, he never got a big shot with them prior to when he was in his his kind of his heyday especially because he could have been the guy that kind of spearheaded you know whenever they did the UK tours mm, or he could have been the guy that would have been front and centre when they had NXT UK obviously so, the second choice second choice well yeah behind after, uh, behind, behind uh, the begin uh, but you know <laughs> You know, they, they, when it came, when it comes to signing UK talent, they seem to miss out on some, some great ones. ones yeah, yeah, hey, you know that they, they, you know, they know what they want. Um, but you know, congratulations, Nick Aldis, for finally getting the gig. So, yep, two excellent picks there. Um, just because I have to choose, I'm going to go with Nick Aldis coming mm-hmm. in as SmackDown GM. So, Chris, you win the point mm-hmm. on that one. Thank you very much. And. I was trying to get a lead for the quiz. <laughs> if we have a quiz, oh, I need a seven 0 lead. Aye, because you're a you're a man you're a man uh, possessed this week. You've got a vendetta ah. this week. <laughs> but um, the headline I'm going to go for here, and uh, apologies for this, Chris. This is why you're in the big box because I'm shite at this. Aldis <laughs> nicks a brand new job. No, that's good. That's that's probably in line with something I'd have done. So I take that, take that. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so moving merrily along we'll now go to the back page and this one we pick out what was our favourite matches of the pe- the past seven days um, Chris you won the point there so I'll come to you first what's your pick of the week I, I was going to pick uh, Ricochet against Nakamura uh, again I was the only impressed with, with that match that I seen there uh, when I was watching Raw back today another one that was in my mind is one that you guys I know for sure, sure you haven't seen it yet it was uh, Myla Grace against Debbie Keitel from Titanic Wrestling's uh, nice. show at the weekend that I was commentating on uh, they had a, a trick or right, fight throw that in there throw that in there a little <laughs> for yourself <laughs> but no, uh, when it's when it's up on YouTube, you know it's it's a cracking match. It was a, it was a Halloween themed street fight. Uh, Debbie uh, Debbie doing her best uh, nurse ratchet uh, impression against uh, Miley Grace, <laughs> current Titanic Women's Wrestling Champion, uh, dressed as Buzz Lightyear. Uh, so they had they had a really good fun and at times quite brutal match. They they finished it uh, was was pretty special. Uh, so that that was that was probably my favourite match of. Of that show. Yeah. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, um, but do you ever put that on YouTube? Yes. Titanic Wrestling on YouTube, uh, you'll find loads of shows uh, from the last couple of years, a few of them mm-hmm. that, that I uh, get uh, humiliated on, and a few of them that I commentate <laughs> on as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, w- once that goes up in the next few weeks, that'd be the one to look for. Uh, but in terms of a more uh, readily available uh, match, uh, Christian Cage against Brian Danielson for the TNT Championship on Collision on Saturday night was a very, very good match. I mean, as, as you would expect, Christian's in the, the form of his career at the minute. Uh, some would say Brian Danielson, 
never has a bad match and the two of them together uh, in that championship match is the, the main event on Collision uh, was was top notch. Uh, there was a lot of tomfoolery beforehand. The the promo thing at the start of the Collision, uh, where Christian came out uh, to uh, to top down Edge, uh, sorry Adam Copeland, uh, from behind a load of security guards, and then FTR came out and Nick Wayne and Lucha saw this, and it all just kind of broke down. Uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill as well, with quite a it was quite a, an odd exchange between Vicky Starks and, and Copeland. I think Vicky uh, Starks threw a, a bit of a, a, stray, a stray dig at, at Copeland, which he didn't appreciate. But that all fed into the the main event. Uh, and again, you know, technical wrestling was on point. There was a lovely sort of submission and a pin, pin and predicament exchange that they had. Uh, where Danielson was just tying Christian up in knots, imagine to get his shoulders on the deck. Uh, <laughs> then Christian started targeting the the decently repaired arm of Danielson, uh, which which got him back into it. Uh, Christian was chucking out spears towards the end of it, and then the in the final uh, the the final throws of it, uh, Danielson hit the Bisaiku knee. Christian kicked out of it. Uh, then uh, Danielson put on the the LaBelle lock and Big Bill interfered, which is something that doesn't happen an awful lot in AEW. They have like the, the interference finishes. Big Bill comes down, the stacks the referee, which allows Nicky Starks to come in and brain Danielson with a, uh, the tag team belt. Christian Cage gets the win, and then all the guys for the start of the show come back in uh, and start battering each other as well. Uh, but you know, great uh, 20, 20 odd minute uh, championship match. Uh, Christian Cage obviously retains, which keeps his momentum going. Danielson takes a loss, which at this stage in his career doesn't really affect him. Uh, but it's just further than everything with that pocket of wrestlers on collision, which uh, which is is in, in sort of recovery mode after the the, the whole CM Punk debacle. No surprise Christian won. I think, given how red hot he is, they're not taking that belt off him any time soon. Part of me was thinking, though, Danielson could do it because they're, they're in this... Uh, you know, they're making it clear that Danielson's in his last year. He says he's been serious about this. He's in his last year. Um, you would think, surely, they're going to give him at least one run with one of the big belts before he retires. Um, and I know, I know, as you're saying, Chris, you know, Danielson, you know, he's a legend, he can afford losses. At the same time, though, I'm getting a bit bored of seeing him lose. And mm. I kind of wanted to see him win this. And Christian just go off and just have a big feud with, uh, with Edge and have a big match at, at full gear. Do, do you think that could have happened? I think that, yeah, I think that he's. <laughs> He's still one of the best wrestlers in the world. At, what is he? Mm-hmm. Must be early to mid forties. Forty-four when I checked. Forty-four. Yeah. Check. He's like you said. He's only got a year left in him. It's whether they want to to have it a sort of a long reign, good sort of matches, end them out in a big high, or just have that sort of explosive reign where maybe a lot happens in a short period of time and. More of a story is told quicker than just as as good matches because he can do that anyway. So I don't know whether they're holding this off for a 
a small run at the world title or whether he's going to win anything at all or maybe that's his thing maybe he's decided that you know because we're a smaller sort of company as well we don't want to see it sort of I wouldn't say regressing but he wants before his time's up he wants to just leave it in as good a position as possible with the sort of younger talent coming up I mean he's he's, he's certainly proven he's unselfish you know he's he's wanting to help the the Starks the MGFs etc kind of become the big stars uh, uh, for the future but you know, it'd be, it'd be nice if he's serious about this because be, last yeah. year, you know, get one more crowning achievement. I know back in his indie days, he won the PWG title in his very last match with him and immediately forfeited it. You know, mm. and I'm never, usually I'm not a fan of that. Like, yeah. a guy winning it and immediately forfeiting it, but if he's dancing, a little bit. I, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. Mm. But, um, Deserves it. You know, yeah, but I mean, like I said, we, 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 we can't not, uh, they, they can't, you know, take the title off uh, Christian when he's having this red hot run, this whole face of TNT father of the year thing. So um, it makes sense to keep it on. And I think by the looks of things, they're renewing the rookie starts Danielson feud again with Starks interfering mm. um, as well. Yeah, I could maybe um, see them uh, getting uh, giving Danielson a partner. And I'm I'm going after the the tag titles. I know that FTR were involved in the the mm. big melee at the end, but that would be a, a, another way to keep the the Starks and Danielson level they going. I mean, on on your point there, Steve, as well about uh, having a title on Danielson, I would love it. Like you know, he's he's whole time in AEW, he's been putting guys over like that's what he's been in there for. I'd love him to go on like a Northern Cast style run with like the TNT Championship. Aye, but just, but just, just squash guys, just squash guys every week. You know, he's, 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 he's done, he's done the, he's done well, the very, very least, give him a run with the ROH belt. Mm. Yeah, Aye, just he, he get, was, give him, give him know. something where instead of him, you know, like, you know, doing what he can to put everyone over, just have him annihilate everybody. You know, Aye. and it'll be a case of like you want a shot, come and prove it. And then, you know, after four or five where he's like beat guys in like under three minutes and stuff like that. It's like you know who's going to step up. You know, have them, have them that kind of that Goldberg esque kind of run where there's you know just you know choking guys out all the time, breaking ankles, snapping necks, all that sort of stuff. Just to have them be like a right bad bastard, which the BCC Aye. should be putting putting into him. You know that that that's the, like that a... death jitsu kind of thing. But I, that I, I, that that would have been my pick for the for the back page this week. Ah, very good, very good pick in, indeed. Um, Lewis, um, what's your uh, your pick for the the good old graps this week? I'm gonna I'm gonna go kind of the opposite opposite end of uh, look and size and sort of technique for this. There's you've got the kind of smaller guys with Christian and Brian Danielson. I'm gonna go to the the super heavyweights over on Monday Night Raw, um, Gunther. And and read honestly, it was it was exactly what you would expected, and even a bit more. I think the ma- the match started. First of all, it made um, it made Reed look like a massive star. Um, he's gone up leaps and bounds after this match. 
and it started the story that was told in it was quite good as well so they couldn't they couldn't get each other up at the start they were just trying to wear each other out with clubbing blows and clotheslines and just banging into each other chops things like that to wear each other down to eventually be able to get them up and it got to a stage where you're thinking Gunther's a way to get him here and it was actually read that lifted him up and was throwing him about he was doing the uh, the I can't remember the name of it the one that Randy Orton does when they come off the ropes and he sort of spins him it's like a some sort of slam, slam. Um, yeah some sort of yeah like the spinning power slam um, he does that to him and then he he throws him about on the hardest part of the ring he throws him on the apron when Gunther goes to the power bomb and the sort of story is Gunther trying to get him up during the match and eventually Gunther hits a couple of spoilers here um, Gunther hits a couple of uh, lariats eventually gets him down he's going for the power bomb the whole match can't get it he eventually has to settle for a splash doesn't get him so at one point you're thinking he's got nothing left here Gunther with one last bit of strength gets him up power bombs him like he was power bombing Rey Mysterio so easy no stumbles Technique absolutely perfect, straight up, straight down, one, two, three. And it's brilliant because Gunther, it's like these things. See, when Roman Reigns beats people with the same ending, um, comes back, hits some of the finisher, dominates wins, all that, whatever. When Gunther does it, because he's so varied in his stuff and he's so just good, good to watch, you don't mind it. You know, he's been doing this for well over a year now. Um, it's just brilliant. Brilliant to watch. So I don't know if you, I, either of you guys, have seen that match. Seen it. Uh, I'm ashamed to say, because you know, huge, huge Gunter fan, and mm-hmm. once you read, I've not caught much of him. I'll be honest, but um, I really like his look, and, and yeah. I've, I've heard really good things about him. And I can, uh, I probably will have a look at it after this. Uh, to be honest, because you've sold that really well, uh, Lewis. Thank you. I, I can almost hear. A Gunter chop mm. uh, right off uh, Bronson Reed's chest. I, I could almost yeah, hear good. it, almost like a gunshot. Like I'd, I, 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 that alone would have been worth the admission. Um, Gunter, you know, you forget he's held that IC title now. Is that not? I'm talking about eighteen months now, give or take. Uh, he's the longest ever though. Like he, he beat the Hong Kong man record uh, a couple of weeks back. So, fact, so he's he's. He's in the, the record books anyway. Aye, uh, so we, you know, we, we, we so often talk about who's the one that's going to de- uh, dethrone Roman. I mean, we now need to ask that about Gunther, and I don't know who would be a clear cut candidate for that. I know we reckon Drew had a chance at SummerSlam, that didn't happen. We thought maybe Sheamus after he had that all timer mm. in Clash of the Castle, but that didn't happen. I know there was talk Chad Gable might have got it but again didn't happen so who do you think's a likely candidate there is that what you do with LA Knight one day, so. is that what you do with LA Knight after, yeah. after the be. Roman he gets put into the IC against Gunther and, and gets gets his just awards that way uh, I, I never got to see the the match either. I saw the, the aftermath of it because I was, I was kind of skip mm-hmm. uh, skip watching though uh, and uh, interesting that uh, you know Gunther's doing what he can to you know, kind of weed out all these competitors, setting the rest of the Imperium uh, on on guys. Uh, 
I think you know they're, they're looking at Johnny Gargano. I think has been his next uh, his next shot because mm-hmm. I think it's they've been told they've been told and then have been told that if Johnny Gargano doesn't leave on a stretcher next week, then there'll be hell to pay kind of thing. So I think that's maybe the way that they're going. And I, I, I like, like how they're doing. I like how they're doing no, no, these no. matches with, with Bronson Reed as well. Uh, he had a really good uh, big big meat match uh, the other week mm-hmm. there with uh, Otis. So it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they did a really good match there. Then again on on Collision the other night there as well. You had Samoa Joe against Willie Max. So again, two two bigger guys, two uh, two two super heavyweights. Suppose uh, absolutely going at it, and it's, it's good to see that kind of uh, mix. You know. As, as, I've, as I've talked about already this week, you had uh, Nakamura against Nakashi, you know, where it's two two live, agile, elastic men going at each other with aerial stuff and flips and whatnot. And then you've got a match like Gunter and, and Bronson Need where that is just power, absolute power. I was just going to say that um, it's Gunther's got to the territory of where you know it's the big stars fighting for the undisputed title who's going to be at Roman it's got to be somebody massive that deserves it you know Cody okay yeah fair enough but Gunther's almost got to that level of not just because it's been such a long reign but because he's so unstoppable it's it's got to be believable you know what I mean who who is believable it's like it's almost like the ending of the streak it's like it's got to be worth it for someone it's got to be believable and it's got to you've got to understand that this person can actually beat Gunther it can't be a roll up it can't be anything like that. You've got Dragonov, who I think is one of the only ones right now who really makes sense, but he's obviously holding the NXT title, so he's out of the equation for a bit. Mm-hmm. Even someone like Carmelo Hayes is still, I think he's maybe a bit... He's, he's not even at that level, I don't think, really. Mm-hmm. It's believable. Chad Gable, don't think so yet. Johnny Gargano, don't think so yet. Uh, I say yeah I, I just don't think it's I, I couldn't even tell you I could not tell you who the guy but is here's my pitch you can almost hear people groan when I say it Cena mm. let me explain why what's what's the one thing Cena's not done I see title mm-hmm. yeah and um, he he like Danielson in AEW has hinted I'm probably not going to be wrestling much longer in fact this is this is my last run the, the way what you see me in here this is my last run why not give him the the romantic ending of finally you know getting the one trophy in the cabinet that he's not got I know it could be better served you know putting over an, an up and comer like a Braun Breaker like a a Camelo Hayes I know that would be better suited but the romanticist in me would love to see Cena do it. Just good. to, they, to they, finally, man. They could done it. It'd be, uh, his, it'd be his messy winning the World Cup moment. Mm. It, 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 they, and they could do it just basically carbon copy of the, the Miro WrestleMania match as well. You know, the, the all-American hero against the big foreign monster. So it's, you know, playing into all the tropes. So you, you associate... See, oh, in fact, that's what you do. You have, them, you have Cena instead of coming out uh, as as you know, Super Cena, have him come out as Peacemaker. You know, come out. Wait, I yeah, the the cause that's like the, that's the most dangerous and most uh, like unstoppable the, version of him. Aye, 
Uh, that, that's how I do it. Have the the, the, mm-hmm. the song, the the wigwam song, uh, as as a steam instead instead of you know the usual John Cena one. Just have them for at least make up modes. Or at least the word life scene, like the the old school scene from back in the ruthless uh, ruthless aggression era when they would come out and do a rap. Mm. Aye, because like that was like street <laughs> thugs, you know. At least if they can't do peacemaker or DC, don't allow that. At least do that. So that would be saying that be, because because mm-hmm. Peacemaker's dad was a Nazi, would that be too much on the nose? Shit, aye, for yes. the, aye, for the... Well, it can't be Nazi against Nazi. Aye, Oof. Nazi, <laughs> Nazi adjacent. There we go. Forty-seven minutes in, we almost kept it clean. Um, no, um, so yeah, two great picks there, lads. Well done. Uh, you've made it very, 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 very hard on me. Uh, I'm actually going to go with. I'm going to go for two reasons. I'm going to go with uh, Lewis. My first reason, just to prove people I'm not a fucking AEW mark. <laughs> and second reason, just because I want to finally say this in quote Ross Twiddell on Cultural. Like, this is, this is the headline Big beefy men slapping meat. That's going we'll go to. That. That's what it is. That's like. They like, caption that Big beefy men slapping meat. It's Bronson Reed against Gunter, isn't it? Yep, certainly as yeah, so, can I argue with that? Point, yeah, point to you, Lewis. So at this time, uh, we're going to go to a centrefold, and this week our very own Chris Jack has um, uh, scored an interview with Danny Luna and Flash Morgan Webster of Subculture, at head uh, head of the rest uh, the Impact Wrestling Invasion Tour, and Chris is going to drop that in here now. Danny, Flash, Subculture, welcome to the Daft Sheet. How are these this evening? I'm great, thank you very much. Yeah, all good. good. Thanks, Chris. Good stuff, good stuff. Now, uh, here uh, on uh, the Daft Sheet by Wrestling Daft, we are uh, a podcast that likes to look at the, the wrestling news in, in as in-depth and as you know as, as petty and ill-informed ways as possible. Uh, so I thought the, the, the first thing that I'll start off with is, is uh, one of the things we do on the the daft sheet is we um, we like to look at the, the sort of the the most uh, gossip worthy headlines for the page three section that we fill uh, on the podcast. So as to, just to kind of like kick things off, what's the kind of the the, the most out there rumor or bit of gossip that you've seen about yourselves in the in the dark sheets over the the last couple of years? Danny, you want to go first? Oh, that's a good question. Um... <laughs> On my Wikipedia for a while, I was Spanish. I can see that. Um, I can see why you No, you can't. You can't see that. (laughs) The least Spanish person of all time. Um, And yeah, they just said I was Spanish. I think they also said I was like 30. Um, And I don't know if they just got like me and another wrestler mixed up. But I, um, I was very upset by it. That's quite, that's quite a team. That's quite a team, you know, for the, the kind of things that, you know, probably get levelled at a lot of female wrestlers these days, you know. Being they the they don't mess with me, Chris. They don't mess with me. Good stuff. Good stuff. And what about yourself, Flash? What's the, the kind of the worst thing, you, or one of the better things that you've seen about yourself online, one of the most kind of sensational things? Um, I guess, I, I, I don't know about being like, you know, fake or whatever, but I guess the biggest thing for me really was about, about a year ago, year and a half ago probably was when, my uh, contract was coming up with WWE and all of a sudden everybody seemed to seem to know what was going on with that and everyone mm. was speculating where I was going and what was going on next. Uh, 
I guess there's years everywhere or whatever, but uh, yeah, I guess it was just when that was happening and everyone was interested to see where uh, I was going to end up next. And little did I know, uh, we were all going to get released a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months later, and we'd end up at Impact Wrestling. So uh, maybe they, maybe they knew something before I did. Possibly. I mean, that, that, that's a great lead into the, the first question I was going to ask you there, Flash. Uh, I, was, I was looking through your Twitter because I remember seeing uh, a wee while ago, you'd said something along the lines of that, you know, just over the year ago, whether it was due to the pandemic, whether it was due to the, the injuries and surgeries that you had, uh, and also your, your WWE release, uh, you said that you didn't know if you wanted to be doing wrestling full-time anymore. Uh, so I suppose what I was going to ask was, what mindset change did you have uh, that has led you to, you know, not only, you know, still competing as a full-time wrestler, but doing so with Impact, being a, a former tag champion with, with Impact as well. What, what you know, it's been such a kind of one eighty that you've done in the last last year, from what you were saying about you know almost giving it up. What what was the 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 turning point or the mindset to to get you to where you you are now? Um, I guess it was kind of a a two that's a two part answer really. Like the first one uh, would be the fact that like it is a hard job when you're you're back on the independence. You have to have that grind and it's a lot of work. It's a lot, it's a lot of being on your own. So kind mm-hmm. of being able to cut that corner a tiny little bit and be able to travel around with two of my best friends and kind of see the world with my best friends. And when we're jet lagged and we're tired and we're having those moments where we need to stay awake and we're running on three hours of, of, uh, of sleep and we're all just laughing in the back of a car because we're all exhausted. It just makes that, that job a little bit easier. And this year has been one of the funnest of my career because of the friends I've been surrounded and the opportunities that's afforded me. So that would be like the first part. And the second part is that I started training people. So um, mm. I just opened a school up in, uh, up in Stoke-on-Trent, uh, New Wave Wrestling West Midlands. And one of the biggest parts of why that school came open was because I was helping train a few people uh, up in the West Midlands and it was seeing their passion and their dedication and, and them wanting to succeed that made me kind of want to try harder because I felt like how could I promote this wrestling to them and how could I tell them to you know make your wrestling as good as possible and chase that dream when I felt like I was almost like living a lie myself and kind of had one foot out the door and the more mm-hmm. I was teaching them the more passion I was seeing from them the more I was promoting it to them I guess it kind of made me kind of want to chase it and and uh, lead by example. So yeah, that's that's the two things really. The the training aspect really kind of like resonates with me. I I did a, did a bit of wrestling for the last couple of years myself, uh, and kind of I, I retired if you can call it retiring earlier this year. Uh, but one of the things that I really enjoyed the most about the being in the in the whole wrestling bubble was the the training and the seminars that uh, that guys like yourself uh, would do. I mean, I'm I'm over here just outside Belfast. So over the last week while, we've had the likes of Big Demo. Uh, we had, well, it was a really good Paul London one uh, that we had a couple of years back as well. Uh, and guys like uh, like Tucker, Miley Grace, guys like that, they go in and they do seminars as well. So it does seem to be a, a big, massive thing. Do, do you get almost as much reward or a rewarding feeling passing on the knowledge that you've learned from places like Impact, from your WWE time, uh, to the to you know new up and comers and uh, is that where you see you know your future after you retire going into the 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 training side of things? I definitely do, but I know that like Danny's uh, been doing some great work down in uh, uh, Wales with New Wave, kind of offering uh, all female classes and being mm-hmm. a coach at uh, New Wave down in Newport. But uh, you've been smashing that, haven't you, Danny? Yeah, I mean it's it is rewarding. It's almost in a different way, I suppose. Um, 
I guess you get such a rush when you actually wrestle yourself, but getting to see someone else experience that and getting them, getting to see them kind of put two and two together and the cogs start to turn and everything kind of start to work and know that you've kind of helped get them there. I think it's one of the most rewarding feelings you can have. Um, and I think seeing that kind of, you can see the love for wrestling in people's eyes mm. when they do it and when it, when it works and the way they look at you and it works is the best feeling in the world, man. And we're so lucky, like we have a great cop of girls here in Wales. And I think, you know, the stuff I get to do at Impact, I can then come home and bring it on to these girls. And it's just invaluable for them and therefore invaluable for me to help them, you know. Cool, cool. And in terms of, of yourself there, Danny, you know, uh, with the, the training that, you, that you're passing on, what is the stuff that you're kind of holding back from then that you're putting into your own stuff to, you know, make the, make the moves that you have an Impact? I don't think I'm holding back anything. I think it's more of a case of, you know, I've been doing this a lot longer than they necessarily have. And I don't think I'd ever necessarily have anything that I wouldn't feel comfortable then giving back to them because mm -hmm. everyone has their own sort of pathway to success, you know, and even if they did absolutely everything I did, they probably wouldn't end up doing the exact same things that I did because it is sometimes it's luck of the draw, you know, sometimes it's the way you look and sometimes it's the effort you put in. And I just think we can give people as many as many chances and as many like tips and help and as many, like you said, seminars and experiences as we possibly can. Cause all we want is great pro wrestlers all around the world. Like there's nothing but good we can do with the experiences we have. Oh, cool. And that experience that you have had, it's obviously it's, it's taking you to impact your debut there uh, earlier this year. And it's been quite a whirlwind for you, you know, looking through uh, your, the, what you've done at Impact so far, uh, you've uh, been tagging with, with Trinity, uh, you've uh, recently been uh, feuding with Diona Pavazzo, and you even called out Jordan Grace uh, on Twitter, uh, you know, to, to try and set some stuff up on the, the invasion tour that's happening uh, later in the in October. Uh, how have you adapted to, you know, the, the Impact style, and how, is, how has the locker room uh, sort of welcomed you in as such? Oh, I mean, they're wonderful. Like, I was very lucky that there was a few girls there that I'd met before, um, just through the indies and stuff. Like, Jodie Threat is a real good friend of mine, and she was the first match I had at Impact, so that was an absolute dream. Um, and, like, I'd wrestled Jordan Grace a few years ago when I was a lot younger, so there was a little familiarity there too. Um, but honestly, like, it was just the most welcome environment, and I'm sure you've seen on Twitter, like, all the posts about the big women's main event they had to impact 1000 and mm. there's all these wonderful photos of them all just celebrating together because they're all so empowered by each other from these legends from back in the day that have come back to the new people that are starting and they all got to be together and really kind of celebrate that these kind of knockouts that impact have been pushing so hard you know they pushed for women's wrestling for a lot longer than some people have um and i think it's so important that it comes from within, it comes from these girls that just want everyone to do well. Thanks again to Impact for setting up that interview. Get to their shows to see Subculture, uh, you'll also see Joe Henry and our very own Grado and the rest of the Impact roster in Glasgow on October 26th. Newcastle October 27th and Coventry both on October 28th and 29th. I'd love to go but uh, unfortunately I am uh, about to become a homeowner so 
uh, luxuries such as wrestling uh, tickets and attending shows is unfortunately a no-go for me, but I'm sure whoever does go to any of those shows will have a great time and it's great to see Impact uh, uh, travelling here in the UK. Yeah, we also, uh, we, we may... Uh, also have another uh, member of that uh, Invasion Tour as part of a future show because uh, myself and Billy who are on uh, well but Billy definitely is I'm still trying to get on to the media call tomorrow with uh, Will Osprey uh, so if we, if, if we are able to get that on uh, if, if we are able to get the audio from that in time for next week uh, or the week after we might be uh, chucking that in here as well Lovely, lovely. Stuff. Unless, unless Billy just uh, sandbags it for his own podcasts. <laughs> yeah, big time now. Nice. Big time. Aye, well, well, well hope, hopefully we'll, we'll nab a, a, a quick interview with uh, Mr. Osprey. That'd be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, moving swiftly on. So, up next is our page uh, three section. This is where we pick out uh, any piece of uh, scintillating gossip that's currently uh, travelling all throughout the wrestling world. Uh, Lewis, you won the last point, so let me come to you on this. What's your piece of peach three sleazy gossip this week? For this one, I kind of want to create the gossip. You know, I oh, want to... I want us to be a shitster here. Um, um, and I know this isn't going to go down well with you, but maybe you'll be able to back your, uh, back your company. Um, nice and nice and well. So, obviously, as mentioned previously, we've seen the pretty pitiful um, attendances at Collision, um, and Rampage is I don't know. Is it pretty much time to shit at the moment? Um, is there much much going on in terms of fan base and things like that? Yep. You might think I was going to get defensive here, but I'm not because you're absolutely you're absolutely right. It is it is a bit concerning to see that. What I will say though is that this happened about this time last year with AEW. There was a, mm. a significant and noticeable dip in attendances, and photos were getting shared on Twitter and Instagram of very large sections blackened out or tapered off because of poor attendances I think there was one dynamite shot before Christmas I think the attendance was below 3,000 which is woeful for a, a, a national uh, wrestling organisation that's on telly every week um, and it's happening again it's hard to pinpoint mm-hmm. but um, I'm start I'm I, and I'm, I'm thinking about it and here's the things that spring to mind we're still in the grips of a cost of living crisis which is worldwide right that's you know that's having its effects and uh, we're in the, the final quarter of the year people are thinking Christmas it's, it's that kind of time of year where you start thinking about the pennies more winter as well um, so gas and these bills are about to go up I know that is what it's like here in the UK. I don't think the US is much different from that. So there's that kind of factor. The other thing is, is that I've, I've noticed the places they've been travelling to. It's been weird fucking towns. Like the one of them was was Utah. Utah's a teeny wee st- state. Sorry. No, put that on. Oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> you took my well there. Sorry, I, I like. 
No, but like Utah, like, sorry, but why are you going there? I mean, it's, it's, there's no famous wrestlers ever came out of Utah. Um, it's, there's only one city, Salt Lake City, and it's, you know, the only thing it's known for is, is, uh, the Killers and the Osmonds. You know, so it's, it doesn't scream wrestling city. The um, Killers are thin about by the way. Shit, are they? Aye, but they're, they're Mormon, so like that's where that's where the, the kind of the Utah, ah, right, sorry. Salt Lake City ah, kind okay, of thing comes right. in. But either they're from Nevada, right. right? Sorry, excuse my ignorance on that one. Ah, sorry. Um, <laughs> but maybe I'm just clutching at straws as an AEW fan trying to find excuses for them. It's it's hard to pinpoint. Um, the big reason I think because we touched on this last week about why AEW's ratings are are struggling as well. And part of it is down to Tony Khan. He, he, he seems to know how to run a wrestling company, but doesn't really really realise he's also running a TV show. And I think this is apparent as well. He's a billionaire. What what, do, what are the things you say about billionaires? Billionaires live in bubbles. Mm. Right? Yes, they, man. they don't live. Yeah, you know, they you know they don't have they don't face the everyday struggles. They don't you know they don't. You know, live the lives that, that we do. They have they're surrounded by yes men largely because pretty much all the people they're spending time with are people that they employ. Mm-hmm. So th- there's there's that type of factor. I also worry that there's nobody that's in the company that's got the balls to say to Tony Cans like like Tony, this has got to be said. Attendance are dwindling. TV ratings are not great. There's there's going to need to be some serious changes made here. Because what's your really... opinion on this? I think it's down. To, I think a lot of it's down to the marketing. Uh, you know, any time, any time uh, WWE goes to to a town, whether it's you know Utah, Salt Lake City, whatever, they'll have the Miz doing the weather on the local news channel. They'll have uh, the they used to have the Bellas turning up and everything. You know, they they, they would go out of their way to make sure that the wrestlers were promoting the shit out of the show, and you don't get mm-hmm. that. You don't get that way with W. I mean, the prime example, if you look at All In, All In, they, they had Soraya on Good Morning Britain like a week and Aye. a half before. They, they, you know, there was nothing, you, you know, we, we, we kind of spoke about it, I think, either on here or in the, the Discord about, you know, why why was, like, uh, I don't know, CM Punk not on Sunday brunch. You know, these kind of things that WWE always do. And that's that. That that's as much as Tony can maybe wants to be the the complete opposite to WWE to get bums in seats. You need to put faces in front of faces, and if he, if he's not doing that properly, then they're, they're never going to grow. Uh, so I think the marketing when they are going to these towns could be could be a lot better. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned there like, again. We've gone back to the, the Utah thing. WWE were in Salt Lake City a couple of weeks ago as well. You know, I think they they were at the. Oh, what is it? I've I've been there before. Uh, whatever the jazz play, whatever that that arena's oh, called. That's all they say. Aye, So like, oh, so the so WWE have played there. Uh, or I've been there in the last wee while. Uh, and there's been a few instances where AEW have gone into a territory WWE have been in. You know, maybe four or five weeks before. So they're obviously getting the 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 jump mm-hmm. in in that regard. I, th- I think as well that it, it shows you as well AW isn't as big as we we think it is, because um, you need to really be a wrestling fan to know what AW is. I remember telling my pals when I went to Wembley, I saw AW. Their immediate response was, "We say AW," mm. 
and like this kind of shocked me. It's like I had to explain. There's another big uh, wrestling promotion out there, um, but they, you know they were thought flabbergasted. Like what? There was a big wrestling show at, at Wembley, and it wasn't WWE. I know that's what he says. Um, well, it's like somebody says to you, it's like oh, I'm going to see the wrestling, and they'll go, "Oh, is that the WWE? Mm-hmm. The John Cena and the that's the, the, the automatic response." You get. I don't know if that's just the the burden of t- of time that AEW's not not had. You know what I mean? Like they've not got I that extensive history yet. But aye, WWE's got a like a forty fifty year head head start. WWE, you know, because it was where The Rock came from. It's where Hulk Hogan came from. Like mm. it's mm. where The Undertaker came from. Like their their pop culture icons that even your mum and dad know about. You know, whereas AEW's not got that. It's it's still just a wrestling promotion. It's why WWE can go to a place like Utah. Or uh, Montana, one of the 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 outback states, as they call it, and still get a sellout crowd. AEW still hasn't got that pulling power. It's got to stick mm. really with the big markets that it's that it's used to: Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, the big cities where there is a, a much bigger hub of wrestling fans. If it wants to uh, present itself with with bigger crowds, and let's be honest, wrestling shows are way better in those places anyway because the they have the hardcore element as well. They always make a show better. I've never known a great wrestling show to take place in fucking Huntsville, Alabama or Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You know, it's got to be one of the big, great traditional sports cities in, in my view. Mm. No, um, I think so. Well, you, you know, I just typed in, um, I just typed in WWE Utah just because we're giving them healthy slander right now. Um, and that one <laughs> listener that we've got from Utah is completely tuned off to this episode right now. Like, you, uh, you motherfuckers! <laughs> one one month ago, there was a a raw in Utah, Salt Lake City. One month ago I, to the day. Um, wow! And I'm trying to find attendance ratings of that, but you'd imagine that that's like the Delta. It used to be the Delta Center. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, you yeah, imagine I'd that's have... pretty decent. Yeah, attendance for WWE. Got, I've got family over there. Uh, I know the member that I went to a rodeo in the Delta Center when I was about eight, nine year old, and it was the most batshit crazy thing I had ever seen at that time <laughs> in my real life. I just remember being like right up high in it, uh, and just seeing this basketball court covered in sand and horse shit. It was, it was mental, absolutely mental. Like good venue. Uh, although I don't, that that was at the time when the jazz were good as well, or they were just kind of on up. Cal Malone's, the the mailman, Cal Malone, John right. Stockton, Greg Ostertag, all the ones that yep. were running the the bulls, uh, quite close for a wee while. Uh, bye. That that's well, that's one for lab on uh, basketball draft. That's yeah, that's <laughs> basketball draft. Uh, get your get your patreons subscribed now. No, I don't really like it's a fake podcast. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I always I always um, thought that. I just never. I swear, like five or six times, I've looked. And just typed in <laughs> Spotify basketball dad. <laughs> well, you know what? See, so Rab's worked there this whole time. Brilliant. See, see if uh, Falkirk staff can be a hang, then there's no absolutely no reason exactly. why basketball well, staff can be a hang. Well, the, the, NBA season, <laughs> the NBA season started last night, so now's the time. Alright, get on it. Let's just add a little it. section yeah. basketball daft in this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Chris, we'll come on to your. Uh, what's your. Uh, choice of tintillating gossip this week. 
Uh, so again, going back to law this week, uh, I was very interested. As I spoke earlier on about you know Kevin Owens going over the SmackDown, that leaves Sami Zayn uh, kind of ploughing his own furrow on Raw, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, he came out with a, a promo at the start of Raw uh, this week uh, to say that now's his time to prove that he should be considered uh, a world heavyweight championship contender, uh, which I am all for. Uh, he had some good interactions uh, throughout the night with. Uh, with uh, with Jay Jay so uh, being conflicted about how he's glad he's on there but he's pissed off that, that Kevin's gone away and then Jay tried to kind of buddy up with him but he's like no I need to do something for myself still showing the conflict then Drew got in his face about stuff as well so they're having a match next week so you, you've got to think that, that Sammy's going to be like, if, if, if Drew doesn't take it off Seth You've got to think that Sammy's going to be the, the big baby face to go up against Seth Rollins for the, the heavyweight championship coming into kind of Survivor Series, Royal Rumble type stuff. And that's probably where, you know, he's, he's probably as good a pick as any to get his world heavyweight championship shot uh, at, at this time. So, so yeah, just that or that whole, everything that, that kind of surrounds Sami Zayn going for the, the heavyweight championship uh, is is something that I find quite intriguing, quite, quite uh, titillating. Uh, for me, get, getting my nipples hard. Got the he's got the uh, the every the every man appeal to Sammy Sammy Zane. I think that's why he's so over that. And just he's, he's just a generally good guy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know he, he does a lot of great charity work. Um, you know, and he he's, he's broke the the kind of the 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 racial divide, shall we say? Because you know he's a devout Muslim as well. Mm. Um, doesn't hide that as well, and that's not. You know that's not been to his detriment. That's very much been to his, uh, uh, to his gains. You know, and it's made him even more uh, appealing um, as well. And yeah, I kind of wanted it to happen earlier in the year when we had the whole um, bloodline thing going, and when he got to fight Roman in, in Montreal in his hometown. Even though I knew it wasn't going to happen, um, you know, I, I got. Probably the next best thing with the tag team title win with Kevin when they had that bright match against uh, the Usos in the, in the night one main event at, at Mania. Um, so it would be good to see him get put back into that that world title scene. Um, obviously, we're talking about him against Seth. So does that mean Seth's going back to heel? Because surely Sammy couldn't be the, couldn't be the heel in that. Face oh, off, so- or if I get well, sorry, then drop there. Um, but could could I be talking maybe after Damien Priest wins it? There, there is that uh, option as well. I mean, you've you've kind of got the the way that they've set things up just now. You've got Seth, you've got Damien, get Drew, and you've got Sammy. So any combination of those four, you know, you're going to get good matches. You're going to get hard hitting matches. You're going to get some great technical stuff. You're going to get big man v b man. There's there's a whole like just between those four. There's going to be some great stuff going on there, uh, and I think you know they they feel good. So so say for example, uh, Seth beats through Damien Priest cashes in. You've got the Judgment Day with all that, with, with all the gold essentially, because you've got they've got the tag team belts. Leah Ripley's got the women's. Uh, Dirty Dom's got the, the NXT one North American and everything like that. So you've got that whole thing. Then maybe, you know, that's your Survivor Series set up. You know, you've got 
every day that the Judgment Day is fucked over against the Judgment Day for Survivor Series, then that sparks off towards Royal Rumble. Seth, you know, have have Sammy even win the Rumble. I know that everyone's kind of expecting Cody or Gunter. Have Sammy win the Rumble. That gives him all the momentum for 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 that uh, kind of thing, and he gets his he gets his WrestleMania moment that he. Uh, that he's having to one up for this year. So yeah, I'm all 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 aboard the the the, the Zane thing. Yeah, so that I'm I'm on board with that. In fact, um, just to push things along, I'm going to actually put that in uh, as as my pick, and I think I will use that as the head the headline. Uh, Chris, we're all aboard the Zane train. Zane thing because my mine was push. Mine was going to be a second chance for Sammy with a question mark, but yours is way better. All aboard the Zane train. <laughs> Um, we'll move things along now. Usually we would do our, our TV pages uh, picks, uh, but sadly, as is usually the case, we've ran over. Um, I'm sure there was two lovely picks uh, you you had there. Uh, maybe we'll pick up again uh, next week, but because we want to get on to a good old fashioned quiz. Yes. That, that, that's, that's what everybody wants from us. Yes. Uh, Kamati Warrior 2 last week was tweeting at me uh, that he absolutely popped for all the, the on this days that we were peppering in through last <laughs> week's quiz. Uh, so uh, hopefully it's it's going to be just as uh, poppable this week, Steve. Well, it's hopefully. going to be a bit more yeah. competitive this week. Yes, I know, because Lewis, you're determined to uh, have your revenge point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, this is why I asked one of you to present this week because I, I I want to win the quiz. That's that's what I I can't win if I'm asking the questions. All right. Well, you might like the uh, the quiz I've got. It's we're calling it not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. And what it uh, is referring to is I'm going to give you seven names. Okay. And it's the real names of wrestlers. And you just simply have to uh, come in and tell me who uh, who's that uh, wrestler's name is or what is what that person's wrestler's name is. That's not my name. That's not my name. Okay. That's not my name. Um, uh, just come in, just say your name first. And don't worry, it's nothing overly complicated and it's all popular wrestlers. I ain't going to give you... Some snide one like a guy that was that wrestled in Impact twice in two thousand and eight or any of that crap. It's all <laughs> very popular wrestlers, and they're all alive. Some of them are, are a couple of them are retired. They're all live ones, no dead ones. So nothing morbid and straightforward. I'll start off a relatively easy one. Uh, That's not my name. That's not my name. So buzzers at the ready. Say, uh, say your name when you know it. Michael Higginbottom. Lewis. Yes. Sean Michaels. Oh, Lewis was first. Was Sean it? Michaels. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I, I was. I'm pretty sure that was, I was fucking first there. Uh, Give us a point. Give us a point. Let us on the board. Ah, uh, fuck. I, I knew this was going to happen. Um, right, we'll go one about then. Right, well, can we carry it over? Carry the one. Carry the one. Cool. Carry the one. Just go one about them. Let's just say we both get. Let's just say we both get that one night. Last time. (laughs) Last time this happened, right? Because it's like I feel like San Marino after scoring their first goal in two years. (laughs) Aye. (laughs) Dog pile crowd on everything. (laughs) Ending a two-year dry spell. (laughs) Well, I'm nearly (laughs) learnt that now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's not go down now. That's for another podcast, right? We'll give you a point each, right? 
because I knew it, I had to give at least one easy one. So the next one is. That's not my name. That's not my name. Chris, don't shout it out as well. Don't shout it out. <laughs> Just wait till he <laughs> says who got it. It's next one is Tyson Smith. Chris. Chris, go ahead. Uh, that is oh oh fuck. Uh, oh, it's a. Uh, no, pass, pass, shit. Alright. Louis, you want to take a stab? I've got absolutely no clue, but can I ask what promotions. Uh, is, is it just AWWB or are we going. No, this one's AEW. That's the only clue I'm given. Tyson Smith. Um, See, I, I, I was thinking. Uh, oh, your boy that Samoa Joe broke his neck. Natty's man. Oh, Tyson Kidd. Um, I'll, go for, I'll go for Ricky Starks just in case that's not his actual name incorrect it is in fact Kenny Omega oh. that's yep. poor that's very yep. poor I, I picked that because I thought why the fuck's that not, not his actual wrestling aye, that's, that's way better the, it's probably the Smith part of it's probably been the thing but aye aye of Tyson Omega Tyson Omega mm. cool but uh, no points on that one, so we'll move on. That's not my name. That's not my name. So this one, I'm, I'm going to butcher the, I'm going to butcher the uh, pronunciation of it here. Might need to spell the first one. It's Etior Ewan. And I'll spell it E double T O R E. Chris. Chris, you were first. Oh, no, that no. is a uh, big E or big Langston. I knew the, that was him. The meaty, meaty, meat slapper with a yes, with a, the, the biscuit neck. Oh, you need, you need correct, to p- so. press the other bit in the soundboard there. Get the other one up. For getting it right. That's not my no, name. Not the other one. That's not my name. Oh yeah. Aye. Acknowledge me. Yeah. Right. So that's a that's a point there for Chris. So we'll, we'll see. It's two one. So far to Chris. Um, the next one, hold on. That's not my name. That's not my name. Uh, I might need. I might butcher this. The pronunciation on this one. Giona de Dadio. Lewis. Go ahead, Lewis. I've not got it yet. I just wanted to get in the first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I'll throw some out though. Giona de Dadio. Um... It's a female, obviously. I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know, I, I know exactly who it is, and I'm picturing another. I just, I'm just blanking in the name. Yeah, uh, I've I got, know exactly who it is. Uh, um, I, I know it's not this person. I'm gonna have to just throw a random one out there. Um, I'll go for Raquel Rodriguez. It's not incorrect, Chris. I go over you. It's a. She was getting stalked. She was she loves donuts with Mandy. Uh, uh, Mandy yeah. Rose. You, you got to uh, say that. You got to say the name though. Got to say the name. I don't. Uh, in fact, is that even her? No, it's not because that, that's Daria Benedetto on it. Uh, oh no, that is yeah. Hmm. I know. Uh, I know exactly who it is. Um, I, I've heard that name before, but I can't remember that. I'm gonna go search up and just so I can have a laugh at you. Right. right okay. Um, Incorrect on both parts. It is, in fact, and I'm surprised you didn't get it. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who am I thinking then? Who was well, that? Were you not a Gigi Dolan? Sonia. No. You think it's Sonia Deville? Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville. Right. Aye. Yeah. 
job. I've seen, no, I've seen one of the like, that's, well. that's a way better name. That's a way better name. Uh, Samantha, I think, could probably yeah. pronounce that as well, to be fair. Okay. The next one I think you will both get. That's not my name. That's not my name. So, it is Colby Lopez. Lewis Fist. Lewis is first. Seth Rollins. Acknowledge me. <laughs> to all. We are all to tied all. at two and all. It's getting close. It's getting close, and we've got, uh, we've got two more to go. That's not my name. That's not my name. Okay, I'm going to give you the full name here. Richard Henry Blood. Oh, Dick Blood. Old Dick Blood. <laughs> uh, Chris, that's that's Nicky Starks, isn't it? Mm, incorrect. Oh. Um, Lewis, Richard Blood. Um, if I'll it was going to be, for... the, if you you think if it was going to be anybody, it would be John Moxley. I'll go for. Um, just to be in the theme of the blood, I'll go for Gangrel. <laughs> Incorrect. It is actually Ricky Steamboat. Oh yeah, I, uh, I, I, think, I think that's why you said Ricky Starks because when I, you, you when, I, uh, I, I read that the other week because so, there was a, over, I'm sure there was like a cultaholic list or something like that. Aye, um, aye. and was I, I think it's because he's. Is because he's Native American or something like that, and I think there's a lot of like, Native Americans have got names like blood or foot and things like that. Mm. Like a body, body part or like body a bodily. Anyway, right, so. Jimmy Lee Kirk Bradford. Kirk Bradford. So it's tensions are high, so we're, we're all tied at two apiece, and there is one left, so it comes down to sudden a sudden death. That's not my name! And it is David Heath. Lewis. That was. Go ahead, Lewis. That was. That was way. David Heath. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Chris restrict you. I'm gonna give you. I know what? I'm gonna give you ten I, seconds. Right. Okay. Ten seconds. David Heath. Um. Five, four, three, two, one. Incorrect, no, Chris. That, it's over to you. That is a spectacular lone goal, Lewis, because you just said his name mm-hmm. a couple of minutes ago. It's Gangrel. <laughs> Acknowledge me. No, but that's what I meant. For the, you, I, I meant. You, you, you've kissed her with Lemo, that. That's that. Oh, that yes, was that. Kissed her with Lemo. Like, see when you. See yeah, when it's you, it's, it's like, a lag. It's a lag. It's a lag. I actually said it now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe, like, so when you said Gangrel to Richard Blood, I th- I thought I can't believe he's done that. I can't believe he's <laughs> that would have never up, that would have never came back in my head again. Because I'm not gonna say Gangrel again. I look like fucking weird. Aye, because <laughs> I thought I thought that'd be Guys appropriate one. Story, just Gangrel, Gangrel. Aye, I, I thought it'd be appropriate when Richard Blood, Gangrel, Vampire, Halloween. So I had to, I had to use that as the finisher. Class. Yeah, man, that was much. well done. Just logic not. tip. Logic yeah. tip. Yep. So. Uh, so Chris congratulations you are this week's quiz winner uh, I'll take two points two. Unlucky, I'll take it yeah I'll just let you guys let you guys play next week <laughs> uh, 
Well, this has been a delightful uh, gentleman. Um, sadly, we've got to tie things up. Uh, we'll just give a quick recap. So, for our front page, uh, we went with uh, Aldous Nick's uh, new job in reference to Nick Aldous being announced as the new Friday Night Smackdown GM. On our back page, we've got Big Beefy Men Slapping Meat in reference to Gunther against Bronson Reed on this week's Monday Night Raw. Um, we had the centerfold. Uh, thanks again to uh, Danny Luna and Flash Morgan Webster of Subculture. And uh, for our page three, you know, we went with uh, the possibility of Sami Zayn getting a, a title shot on Raw. So we're all aboard the Zayn train, and uh, we patched things up with a lovely quiz in which Chris won three to two. Lewis, champ is here. Uh, champ is yeah. here. I'll be back. You never know. Third time might be the charm. This is, a, this is a Kurt Hawkins losing streak that I'm going to break WrestleMania season yeah no listen every, every jobber has his uh, has his uh, main event uh, shot sooner, sooner or later so don't give up hope so my thanks to Chris Jack and Lewis McNaughton and Subculture again for joining us you know please uh, sign up to our Patreon please join our uh, Discord um, spread the word you know, and of course, get onto the wrestlingdaft uh, dot com. Go into a shop, buy a t shirt. Uh, but no matter what you do, keep it daft, keep it shitty, shitty. keep it shitty. Road. Fucking. <laughs> 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 With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.